The following is not to be taken seriously. Patrick and Ryan are not experts. They are semi-professional amateur hobbyists, and their views and opinions reflect as such. Everybody, welcome to the Shining Things podcast, where we talk about things that we're passionate about, past, present, and future. I'm one of the hosts. My name is Ryan, and I'm Patrick. I'm the other host. And this week, I believe it's your week. So, why don't you tell me what we're going to be talking about this week? It is indeed. Uh, so, my my topic today is uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand, but specifically the tabletop RPGs. Excuse me. This this is a very broad topic because yes. we keep coming back to Forty K. I know. I, so. <laughs> It's not a problem, just no, pointing yeah. it out. Yes, and so, spoiler alert, there's going to be lots of 40K topics I'm going to talk about. Oh, but I'm going to transfer them out so you're not, because this podcast is not... all not, one go. Yeah, this podcast is not a 40K podcast, but the, so, but 40K has been a huge part of my life, pretty much my entire life, and it's been... See, so you've got, understandably, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about, about. and, you know, maybe you'll be in, interested in different aspects. That's the one thing about the hobby, is, you know, it's a huge hobby, and there's many ways to get into it, as we kind of touched on in the first... Warhammer episode. So the tabletop RPGs, uh, there are three different systems out there at the moment, and I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the first one, uh, and then I'll move on to the first, the next two. But the first one is the Fantasy Flight system, and so this is where, uh, and the reason why this is fresh in my mind is because they just released a video game, uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Rogue Trader. It's based on that, and it's based on one of the system, the one of the first systems, and it's literally called the same thing, Warhammer Forty K, uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Rogue Trader. Um, and they so they did a kind of the same thing with, um, uh, with uh, later on when they did the Star Wars RPGs like Edge of the Empire, where it's. It's all on the same dice system, and then it just each kind of subsystem focus on one specific aspect. So, like how Edge of the Empire focused on the outskirts, and then Age of Rebellion kind of focused more on military and stuff. Right. So they did a very similar thing. So, like the so the aforementioned Warhammer Four Thousand. I, I I didn't mean to actually stop you from talking. Uh, I just wanted to bring up something that uh, we're talking as if people know what TTRPGs are. We need to back it up a little further yes. and say, hey, Sorry. what is a TTRPG, Pat? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I just kind of assumed it, it, but, uh, so a tabletop RPG, and the most common one is D&D. Dungeons and Dragons. So a tabletop role-playing game. Yes. So you have you have a character sheet, you have stats, you build a character, and then you have uh, someone run the game, so a dungeon master or other system called game master, you know, whatever. Storyteller. Storyteller, whatever the system calls Keeper. it. Keeper. Um, he he or she runs the game. So he creates the world. He runs all the side characters, all the th- people you interact with. The P- the NPC. That's where that term comes from. The non playable character. So you interact with these people throughout the course of your game uh, in various ways. You either try to barter or steal or unfortunately kill, murder, <laughs> uh, murder. Um, there's various aspects of a tabletop RPG, and so. Yeah. So, but the important part is a sheet of paper, uh, paper pencil, and, and dice. And dice. So the the thing about tabletop RPG is the main core mechanic in every system is kind of different, but they all use dice. And it's always you're trying to match a, match a skill laid out by the game mechanics, and then plus the DM can assign penalties or bonuses depending on the situation mm-hmm. you're involved in. And so with that, the... Uh, Sorry, I was I got distracted. So the um, uh, and so so yeah, that's the that's the core of a tabletop. Yeah. And basically, one thing depending on the game, but it's usually a collaborative effort. Uh, and you all build a character with different specialties. Um, well, you all build your own character. But you, you make it sound own. like you, we all build one character. Oh, there sorry. are there are games that do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are games that do that. But for the Generally, most part, no. each each player character, or in this case, a PC. Uh, to, to shorten it, uh, each PC builds their own character, and you all work together to accomplish whatever objective uh, that it may be, depending on the g- game. Depends on the game and depending the scope. Depends on the game master and all that. All right, and when you say system, you mean like the like D- Dungeons & Dragons has their system, Final Fantasy, or sorry, not Final uh, 
Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight. Yeah, did I say has, Final Fantasy? No, Flight? I did. Okay. That was me. Uh, <laughs> they have their own system. Yes. Like, so that's so just a different way of playing the game. Now that we have that foundation. Yes. Please continue yeah, about sorry. the uh That, that the is different... a good point. I just kind of assumed everyone knows what a RPG <laughs> is. Um, but yes, so it's in the same vein. It, this is a, so D&D is the most popular one. Yes. It's, a fan, it's a fantasy universe. So think like orcs and goblins and mm-hmm. uh, it's in the name Dungeon, uh, Dragons. Dungeons and, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, and Dragons are in fact, involved. Are in fact. Um, and they, have, you know, they have magic and everything. So in the Warhammer 40,000 universe, this is more sci-fi focused, right? So mm-hmm. it's you have spaceships and laser guns, which you know they also have that in uh, other systems, but this is the Warhammer 40,000 specific ones. Yes. Um, so this system, so uh, D&D uses uh, a D20 system. So you roll one single D20 to make checks, and you get have to get above whatever dice check system uh, the DM. Yeah, whatever set. number they set in their head, yeah. you gotta try and you beat it. You gotta try and beat it. You may, not, you may or may not know, depending on the situation. Right. Uh, but that's called metagame. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and so. Outside game knowledge used in game. I mean, the DM might say, hey, you have to beat up a, yeah. beat a 15. Yeah, or, they, or they might. But to be fair, like, if the GM says, like, you gotta beat a 15, that's. I don't consider that to be metagame. No, that's not because meta- that's, No, no, no. Uh, That's knowledge I was given to you. Yeah. If it could be he hidden. says, like, this creature has a save that you got to beat, and I've read the monster manual, and I know that, yeah. you know, this creature has a DC yeah. 20, you know, thing. That's metagame knowledge. Yes. yes. That's me being pedantic and dumb. Continue. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. I, I word it weird, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but the point is, it could be hidden knowledge. It could be public knowledge. Right. You know, depending on the GM. Uh, this system is called a D's percentile system or D100 system. Where instead of going above a number, you want to get below a number. Okay. So you you roll two dice. Well, you if you have a physical D one hundred, which they make you could just you roll. could you could have one. Generally, you're probably not going to have one. And it, it, they're so unwieldy. It's two annoying. two ten sided dice will yeah. do just fine. Yeah. So one is the ten. So like the the ten, the twenty, the thirty, and then the other one is the single digit. So thirty three, right. thirty four, thirty five. Yeah. But then, so that's how if you're using two D10s, you get to have the argument about what is a 1 and what is a 100 on well, this. Well, the D percentile dice specifically have 10 on the dice versus just 1. Oh, well, I know. What yeah. the, I know what the answer is. Yeah. I'm just saying that like, I've had this argument for some reason. Yeah. And if you don't have those dice for reason, you can just take D10s and, you know, different color D10s. Yeah, and, and say this one's but, a 10 and this one's yeah. a 1. Yeah. So you have to be specific when... Uh, if but yeah, so I, uh, so you roll the dice and you have have to get below a number. Yeah. So if the if the if it's a fifty, you know, and that's reflected though that you can know because like you know, just if you just do a, a range shooting attack, right? It's just you have to get below your ballista scale. So like if your ballista scale is forty five, you know right away that the base level you have to get under the base number is you have to get under forty five. Yeah. And there are things there you are know, talents. You know, and stuff and skills and everything that you can level up and get it's, better at. Boost to, that up a yeah. little bit. And then so also, it makes then, it easier. Then it's also situational, you know, you know, short range, single attack, so and so forth can add pluses and then cover adds negatives. It's a, so the one of the main things about the, this, this D, uh, percentile system is very crunchy. <laughs> There's a lot you can do with it to introduce a lot. Like D&D is very not crunchy. Depends on what edition. It depends uh, on the but edition. The current, current as of time yeah. of this podcast, fifth edition yeah. is not. It's, yeah. it's yeah. pretty streamlined. It's very streamlined, but yeah, you're right. Depending on the edition, but so this is a very, very crunchy. And by crunchy, I mean there's a lot involved in t- in terms of making a character because uh, like you can, uh, you know, they all share kind of the same aspects, but this goes into a little further where it's like background. Yeah. Uh, homeworld planet <laughs> uh, and they all confer different bonuses and starting equipment and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and then yeah and then during actual gameplay you, there's a lot you have to take into account like cover uh, what type of attack you're making is it melee is it ranged is it you know are you moving <laughs> yes just, just stuff like that and they all confer different bonuses and penalties and so uh, so this is it's just as crunchy as playing the tabletop like actual miniature game it I'd argue it's probably more to be oh, honest. Oh boy! Because like as you know, where the actual table, the, the actual war game is crunchy. At least you're you have like, uh, 
your all the minis like follow you 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 have like three basic things you have move and attack and you have various rules whereas you can just do more in this RPG because yeah. you are just a person in the game and it's it's yeah. up to your imagination yeah so I'd argue it's a little bit more crunchy but you know crunchies in different ways yeah yeah <laughs> um so so yeah that's the D one hundred system in a nutshell uh and so how this and so each there's like five different fantasy flight game uh f- fantasy flight games had the license for a long time and uh until pretty re- uh relatively well, relatively recently i think they offloaded all their rpg stuff to another like atomic mass games or something like that Ke- uh, no, that's seven. the miniatures they yeah. went to atomic mass yeah 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 so uh yeah so they had so and um, they, they have five different main core rule books and they so then going back to what i was saying earlier is they all have a specific focus, right? Right, I remember that. Um, so Warhammer 40,000 Rogue Trader is one of them, and I, I'm going to stop saying Warhammer 40,000 at this point, yeah, just, <laughs> just for the sake of time. Just say the name yeah. of the, the book. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, Rogue Trader is one of the focuses. And so Rogue Traders, in my opinion, if I wanted to get someone into Warhammer 40,000, I would start with Rogue Trader and Rogue Traders in general. And now this this video game does a really good job of introducing people and I've seen everyone kind of like, why does it, you know, why is everyone so bad? It's like, welcome to Warhammer 40,000. Because <laughs> like people are CRPG fans and then they, they just jumped onto this Rogue Trader yeah. game not knowing anything about Warhammer. And so, but Rogue Trader is a great example because I'm going to go a little bit into the lore and it's because rotators are unique individuals who, uh, instead of just living a boring life and dying in like two seconds because of squalor or because of it's a horrible place to live in the Warhammer 4000 lift, like the running joke is like Star Wars fans are like, oh, this is cool, Star Wars, yeah, great. I, w- I would love to live, you know, on this, you know. And then Star Trek's like, oh, I love being a peace fighter. Warhammer 40k fans are like, no, we don't want to live. Be I would never want near, to live there. I don't want to be in this universe because chances are this is going to be. A, it's a terrible, terrible time for like 99% of 0.9% of individuals. They are total grimdark. But anyway, so rotators are basically licensed privateers in space. So they're given a lot of leeway in what you can do, and they're top of the the richest, the top elite people, richest, richest people in the Imperium. So there's a lot of opportunities for good role play and good um, all around like game play for an RPG, right? Like you, ha- you don't. You're basically the your main directives are looting and fighting, you know, and with a lot of diplomacy. Being aside, a swashbuckling yeah, hero in space. Yeah, you're just a space pirate. You're literally just a licensed space pirate. Um, and so it's a good way to introduce a lot of elements into of Warhammer Forty Thousand without heavily having to le- lay on the grim dark right away. Yeah. Um, so that's one that comes later. Yeah. And so that's one sub sub uh, genre. Uh, another one, the other main big one that people, uh, play is dark heresy. And so the dark heresy you play as, uh, an inquisitor's retinue, uh, or the inquisitor. Oh, you don't even get to play as the inquisitor himself. And another big, uh, and so both in rogue trader and, uh, and now Dark Heresy, there's two kind of ways to play, and it really depends on the peop- your PCs and, like, their kind of inner play and dynamic. Because, like, a lot of times, too... Like, I guess if you have one player who's, like, in charge of the other players, that can cause problems, especially yeah. depending on who it is is in charge. Yeah, so you so there's two ways. You can run it as someone, uh, someone does control the ep- eponymous rogue trader, uh, or the eponymous inquisitor, and then so everyone is naturally like under their command, um, and so that heavily depends. Like, I, yeah, the people you gotta, that, you gotta know who's at the table. The people who I play games, I trust enough to. I'm generally always fine with you know whatever. Um, but if I was playing with randoms, uh, then could, then like, the rogue trader and the inquisitor in question become NPCs under the GM. They, yeah, they are the rogue yeah, trader. Yeah, or, which they is, tell you what to do. Exactly, it's very easy to you know then have them be like, all right you know, come to me for support and, you know, you guys are on your own, but, you know, I can deliver support whenever I want to and whenever you need it or when I can, but otherwise, sorry, I'm too, I'm too important to deal with. Too important, too busy. You go do it. So you go do it. Have fun. Um, And so Dark Heresy, kind of a a similar situation where uh, the Inquisitors in this universe are uh, the highest authority in this, in the Imperium. So they can get away with, requisitioning anything and everything 
But there are people that can tell them no. And the only time, and uh, I sell like, they only have authority if people believe they have the authority, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's very investigation based instead of combat or swashbuckling based. So you have to kind of weigh the options. Like, you know, yeah, you could, you are uh, the the one of the most powerful people in this universe. But if you're on some backwater who doesn't, you know, never heard it, of and you. this dude who doesn't care is. What's that? You know, if you try to flash that badge, they're gonna be like, "Why do I care?" Yeah, never even <laughs> heard of this authority. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so that's very investigation based. Very uh, uh, trying to um, so you have to kind of balance that aspect of that. Um, but that generally covers a lot of grim dark very quick. So, yep. it, it's it's a good one to get into, but. That he throws players heavily right right away into you got one maybe two sessions before things get weird. Yes, exactly. Um, and then another you know side note too is these systems are this system in particular is very known to be very lethal very quick. Yep. Um, because just the way the mechanics work and, and it is Warhammer. 40K. Yeah, it's Warhammer that's in general. Everything's ultra lethal. Um, but you know, so there's ways you can kind of. You know, right away, if your character survives, you can start to build up, like, get better armor, upgrade your toughness, like, because uh, how how you get wounded, basically, is, like, you roll damage, and then the then the target is their toughness plus their armor value. Yeah. So, you know, basic weapons, like las guns and stuff, um, which is, like, one of the main, I'm going to get into it in a little bit, but one of the main guns in the universe, you know, you a human generally with armor should be, should be able to survive the shot provided this is how crunchy the system gets. Right. So D and D, you know, you have, when you buy armor, you just have the armor that upgrades your AC. Right. Yep. And you know, we'll do some things, but that's generally how it works. And this, your armor, you have five different armor zones, like your head, oh, no. you know, your, your, it gets real your specific. arms, your, your chest and your legs. And that, so how that interacts in the game is when you roll to hit, uh, you know, so say you rolled a forty-five, you flip that into a fifty-four, and then you, then you de- uh, determine so like the head, you know, the chest is like thirty through sixty, whatever. The head is one through ten. So you flip it, and then correspond to that chart, and that's where your hit location is. And uh, okay. there's a running joke in our group because like usually it's always like the left leg for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> like statistically improbable, but it's always the left leg that like I've had characters like get hit by crazy weaponry that like blows like explosive weaponry and like they blow off my left leg it's like it's always the left leg why is the left one it's why always, always the left one so that's how crunchy it is so you can mismatch armor and stuff and if you're not wearing a helmet then there goes your extra value so you're saying your next character is going to be wearing like burlap sacks everywhere except for their like yeah. ultra armored <laughs> yeah. left leg <laughs> exactly <laughs> Not gonna lose this one. Yeah. Clang clang. Yeah. So that's a that's the thing in these systems is you have to. Um, I and so. Uh, and then another thing is there's also magic in this game. Except in the Warhammer Forty Thousand, magic is very very bad. Yep. Uh, and people who use this magic, it's called uh, the warp. So they're called psychers, and they access the warp to fuel the powers. And Unfortunately. That's bad. Unfortunately, the bad guys, one of the main bad guys, Chaos, is that's where that's where Chaos lives is the warp, and so that's where demons come from. That's where it's a bad time. Yep, magic but, not so, even once. So the good guys, in quotes, using the so psychers are heavily, heavily restricted in the in the Imperium, and uh, you can you have to there's a whole things you have to do to become sanctions, and so unsanctioned psychers are very, very bad, and so depending on who you are and who you're with, uh, having an unsectioned psyker around could be a problem. Yep. Kill on sight. Um, but, you know, things like rogue traders and inquisitors, you know, can throw their weight around and be like, hey, they're with me, they're in my retinue, and they generally, but it's still not going to help them if they come around wrong person. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is one of uh, the how they kind of, unfortunately, how rogue traders and inquisitors and people at that, like, they kind of police each other it's whoever like has the most gravitas. Whoever has the most weight behind them. They're, they're, there's no like rank. Like there's no like sergeant inquisitor. There's no right. general. Everyone's a, an inquisitor. Everyone's inquisitor. It's just who has the most like tenure and most like and pull. 
like faction pull and like allies and yeah, you know, something all in that's it's a very complicated system, but that's basically how it works. And so you have to weigh that too. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're Inquisitor, but uh, but I'm new, so this Inquisitor could tell me no. And it's like, okay, I could technically still go through with this, but then it's going to be unless I have absolute, you know, uh, unless I'm one hundred percent right. Yeah, then there goes my, you know, there goes my life. It's like, uh, I made the wrong enemy. <laughs> Um, another thing about rogue traders too, going back to that real quick, and I'll finish doing the systems is rogue traders. Um, how there's a lot of older dynasties where they date back to. So there's when the emperor was alive, that's like the main figurehead. You know, right now he's on the golden throne. He he provide he's been living for the last like ten thousand years on this golden throne that keeps him alive. But he it's a he, life support system. It's a life support system. He can't leave it. And he projects the Astronomicon. That's how like navigators are these uh, kind of subhumans, but not they're, they're they're mutated humans. They have a third eye that can see into the so warp. They're kind of very inspired by the Dune series. Yes, they, yeah. they are ex- exactly inspired from the Dune. So one thing about Warhammer Forty Thousand, they, they they've ripped off every sci-fi franchise from the eighties. <laughs> it's <laughs> or, funny and how, beyond. how lawyer happy they are yes. considering how much they've ripped off. Yes. That's very point out. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm not the first to point it out. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so they, uh, oh yeah. And so basically, so basically how road traders, some of them, like their dynasties date back, like, you know, millennia and so they're very old and very powerful dynasties so like and so basically it just you know one you know a road trader will last like 500 years because like there's a thing called rejuvenate treatments and so i think dune kind of has a similar thing where like just artificial extending life so these people are rich and powerful and they can continue uh extending their life almost indefinitely well not biologically limited to basically like when like bodies physically like just Fail. start re- rejecting the treatment and then it's like oh then it descends real quick so like people live like you know centuries ever like if if they're taking it usually it's like around three to four but there are people who live longer um so you know so road trader then naturally would go to their next scion who's they generally employ as you know as a key member to kind of take over the reins you know mm-hmm. but um you know, and then and the so then they get, uh, but then you know it could be you know someone of noteworthiness like an admiral in the navy could have led this great crusade and uh, as an honor, you know here's a, you're a rotator now go do whatever you want go go be a space pirate and get your riches and fortune and maybe you can create a dynasty or you know okay but the, like literally there's no like limit on who it could be you know come from. Uh, or who could become a road trader. It's like whatever the High Lords of Terra, the ruling council that rules Just over the Imperium. Whim decides. Be like, oh, they can recognize. And a lot of the time, too, it's a, you know, can be used as a political tool. Like, basically, it's a it's a huge honor to become a road trader, so they can't really say no, but then it removes them it from... It's a good way to get them out of their hair, <laughs> Yeah, too. it removes them from the current situation, and then they're like, okay, well, shoot. <laughs> well, now my life trajectory has changed. Yeah, <laughs> quite dramatically. So, anyways, uh, back to so back to that, and so one thing the theme about these two specifically though is it it also fleshes out the rest of the Imperium uh, because of the variety of people that can be in these retinues, right? Um, and so that's why there's a lot of backgrounds where you know you can be you the character could become from the Navy, they could become part of the Imperial Guard, part of. Uh, the Administratum, which the Administratum is like uh, the organization that just runs the Imperium, so the day-to-day stuff, but on a huge scale, <laughs> ridiculous scale. So they're the, they're the, the Galactic government. Yeah, um, and so on and so forth. And like Adeptus Arbides, which are space, co- uh, basically like, think of like local guys, basically think of like federal versus, you know, state troopers. So like each world will have their own kind of normal enforcers or whatever they want to call them like regular cops but rbds are the imperial cops they're the ones who are kind of the first line against like oh if you're going directly going against imperium i will kill you or i will lock you up or investigate you um so you can become would be one of those characters um you can be mechanic so one of the bigger things is the mechanicus 
Uh, we've covered it. We covered it a little bit in the forty thousand, the first episode, but I'll kind of reiterate it. They're technically not under the same uh, command scratch as the Imperium because they can be. They're the make. They they operate all the forge worlds. They make everything for the Imperium, so yeah. they have a very symbiotic relationship. But technically, you know, they're their own thing, and so they often come to you know. Come to blows. blows a lot of the time, especially at this higher level. So if you're, uh, you know, you could play a, d- a couple of different ways. You could be an explorator, which like their sole purpose is to explore. And mm-hmm. so oftentimes, uh, you know, that could go a lo- uh, separate to the part, you know, against what the party is trying to do. But it's like, okay, I'm, you know, scratch my back, you know, and I'll scratch yours. Like, I'll help you do this, but then you have to do help me do this type of thing. Now, I know that this is like basically Sam our friend Sam's like favorite thing. Yes. Ever. So has he been banned from playing one of these characters yet? Because I feel oh, like it's no. the only thing he does play. Yeah. Oh, well, he often, he's most of the time he's the GM. So when he okay. does play, I don't mean to call him out. No, no, Sorry, no. Sam. Yeah. But like, it just, I just get the vibe. No, he's, he's, he runs it more than he plays. So that's why okay. it's like, eh, if we plays it, yeah, I guess he can be a mechanic. Go ahead. But he's done other things. But anyway, so, uh, and so that with these two games specifically, and then, you know, and then I'll talk about the third one in a second, which kind of grounds it down a little bit. Uh, more less craziness so yeah uh, and then there's also homebrews and then like rogue trader you can be xenos um aliens aliens yeah. so uh and which for 99 percent of the imperium that's a no-go to that's, consort that's with a, the alien that's a that's a bad thing uh but rogue traders have a lot of leeway with trading with aliens and you can you know, there's one game where we they had uh we had someone play as a free buddha which is basically like an orc mercenary and <laughs> Yeah, basically the their agreement was, oh, I just get all this scrap and loot all I want, and sure, I'll fight with you. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is a good deal. <laughs> is there, yeah. Wog. Um, and then the Inquisitors are, um, there's like Puritan and heretical, uh, radical, heretical, um, where they try to, they work with chaos to, they say to try to understand it to destroy it, but then they get caught up in the sauce. And I, like, yes, pure. I was gonna say caught in the sauce. Some <laughs> yeah. they, they will become tyrannical and yeah. crazy, and another yeah. inquisitor has to come and put them down. Yeah, and then this you know inquisitors I work with Xenos for similar reasons, and you see them with you know that's a little less tired because they don't immediately get corrupted. But it's like if you see, but it raises a lot of questions if you see Xenos weaponry, you know, in the hands of an inquisitor. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. why is this inquisitor hanging out with orcs all the time? Yeah, yeah, so. and not killing them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, so the third main game is called Only War, and this is this where is what I've played. Yeah. This, so this is where you are bog standard imperial guardsman, and by God, hope you survive. <laughs> you are a grunt in the army. By God, by the God Emperor's grace, you may live till the next battle. If not, roll another character sheet because yep. you good chance you'll die in a session. <laughs> yep. Until you get to a certain level. Um, this is probably so this is and this also kind of marks the spot of so there's two editions of dark heresy there's one edition or first edition and edition two um edition two kind of cleans up uh, this it cleans up is a lot it of the, the same stuff. company or two different companies same one, company okay yeah. one made one okay, okay yeah only war is kind of where they introduce a lot of elements that will become 2.0 gotcha um and clean up a lot of it and traits and talents and different um rank system because like Rotrader and Dark Heresy 1.0 have a different experience rank system versus the later, you know, these later yeah. entries. So, uh, and well, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then you have only war. So you're a box and guardsman. You can play a different roles. So you can be like a heavy gunner, you know, specialist. You can a sniper. Um, they do have. So there are two types of abhumans, which are humanoid enough, and they actually. Call uh, aren't technically mutants, but they still like be frowned by because they're not normal humans. But you basically have uh, ogren, which are ogre, you know, space ogres. Yeah. But so they're, they're big, dumb guys who are very strong and very loyal, uh, but very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I want to emphasize again how dumb they are. Yes. Uh, so it takes a lot to get them to do what they don't want to do, and God help you if you try to make them physically, because you will probably lose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but that's why they're paired. You know, if the commissar can get them, uh, which I'll explain in a second. Uh, but if they can befriend the ogren, then they usually make a friend for life. So you know, and then it becomes easy to tell them what to do. Uh, and then you can have things like tech priest engine seers, which are 
uh, still part of the Mechanicus, which I mentioned before, but their their role is more focused on just keeping their the squad's mechanical stuff in line. However, they're still pretty powerful in their own right, and you can get upgrades later on. Uh, uh, you have Stormtroopers, which are basically the best of the best of the best, sir, the best soldiers in the Imperium, minus, you know, minus Space Marines. Uh, you can be uh, Commissar, which is... I mean, like, if you were to look at, like, uh, Halo terms, like, they're the ODST yes. uh, troopers to the Spartans. Basically, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Uh, and then, you know, and so then you can... Uh, yeah, you have Commissars, which are, like, Russian Commissars. They they exist outside of the chain of command, but they're there to make sure the squad do, does what it's told and follows Imperium, follows orders, Uh if not, uh, then people will die to keep morale, <laughs> and they can't. They're authorized to take command if the sar, you know, if the sergeant or whoever is not doing what unfit they're supposed to duty. do. Unfit for duty, then okay. Um, they, they, unfortunately, they've been kind of memed over the last decade as being like absolutely dumb, dogmatic, and happy to kill squad members. I mean, they became a meme for a reason because of a couple of characters in general, but yeah. like. In general, they're rep- they're smart enough to not be jerks because, you know, if you there's a you're, there's only one of you. Yeah. If you if and you piss off, <laughs> yeah, if you piss off enough people, if you make enough people mad at you, and the Cadogan regiments, uh, so there's a ton of different regiments that, that you can pull from too for this game, and they have a create your own regiment too. We can kind of have di- broad archetypes like jungle fighters, specialty or armored, you know. Uh, yeah, the the game I played, I believe, was specifically armored division, yeah. like tank. Yeah, we were tank squads. Yes, um, and so yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and so yeah, you can, um, you know, so the Cajuns are jungle fighters, and their their reputation is, you know, they don't take kindly to authority because they're the best at what they do, and so if someone can't, you know, so they get a lot of leeway, and if they don't, they they don't like someone encroaching that leeway. And oh no, you you got fragged from behind. Whoa. Who could have saw that? Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, with this system too, like I said, there's a ton of different regiments you can kind of customize, and that's why like session zeros in this game are very very in this game system all across all the sub games. Trying to figure out what's what. Yeah, is to you know you can be all one regiment, or there are you know because of the attrition rate in this universe, you can have mixed regiments. You know how and they have rules for that. And so that allows different characters to play different regiments that they want. Um, so yeah, they're same crunchy system um, w- with even more crunch because of the regimental system. Uh, but yeah, the focus is on that. Um, and they have a lot of very more combat-centric um, talents and traits and stuff. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the time, and one of the biggest strengths of this game is because it's all the same system, is you can kind of import, mix, and match. You know, uh, and... Uh, and so that's one of the biggest strengths. And so a lot of people, if they want to play a military character in other games, most of the times it's like, yeah, make an only war character and we can port it right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right in. Um, so then the fifth system or fourth system is uh, black crusade. This actually kind of uses the older rules. So if it's not hard to update them to the newer rules, you just have to, it takes a tiny bit of minor work. conversions. Yeah. But black crusade is you play as heretics. Oh, um, I've played games in the past uh, where you start off as a squad, but through actions, not, sometimes not on the player characters, sometimes it is the player characters, but they go down the heretical route, and then he made us remake the characters into Black Crusade because now okay. you're a squad of heretics. Uh, so this is you know, forming forming a, a chaos cult and trying to you know do those do different things to well, please. I guess you. they worship chaos now. Yeah, and please please different uh, things for your chosen god. Um, yeah, just you're trying to do whatever cult does, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll start my own cult. Yeah, it's pretty pretty self-explanatory, really. Um, not much to it, other than yeah, you same kind of thing. You can be a dark mechanicus. You can be, uh, you know, stop bog standard cultists like rabble rabble. Uh, you can be uh, fallen guardsmen. You can be you know that background. You can be champions. Um, I think there are rules to play as a chaos space marine, but. Because um, they are, they are usually uh, in the lore, like those are usually the ones that are leaders of like war bands and cult- cultists and some of that. Um, uh, but like, I don't really. I, that's the one I'm least familiar with, so you'd have to look at the rules. But um, but that's really it. There's never you know there's not much to talk about other than uh, and then uh, 
The fifth one is Death Watch. That's the one I was interested in when I was yeah. looking at the, all these, but that's because yeah, so the, the idea of it's cool. Yeah, de- no, the Death Watch is great. Uh, so Death Watch is uh, this organization. Uh, it's not one. So Space Marines are divided into chapters, and they all have their own one kind of thing. Uh, the Death Watch is part of the Inquisition. They're part of the Ordo Xenos. There's three orders: Ordo Hereticus, which deals with heretics and witches and stuff like that. They're and like Psyker, uh, unsectioned Psykers and stuff like that. Ordo Xenos, they take care of aliens. Their specialty is aliens, and then Ordo Malleus, they take care of demons and specific chaos stuff. Um, but they're I always say they're not really hard things. Like they're like they all have the same equal authority. Is just they're just that's their specialty. So right. like there a lot of the times they can be on it unrelated mission but they're still inquisitors so they still have to deal with it you know uh it's not they just can't go oh not my problem yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the death watch are orders you know chamber militant i guess is the right term where it's like that's their one of their main armed forces is and they recruit space marines from all over different chapters and they put them in a squad and they all work together all oh, it's one kind of happy family quote happy family yeah but and the trade-off is, you know, they get kind of access to the best equipment, but you know that they can offer, and they have. Um, so yeah, and so in this Death Watch game, uh, you can play as different Space Marines easily because that's literally that's the what, point. That's yeah. the point. And Space Marines cool. And so basically, uh, it always turns into frat bros in space because they're because <laughs> they're all trying to outdo each other because yeah. like and rivalries between rivalries chapters between chapters are yeah. very intense. So they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone's constantly one-upping each other. Yeah, and then you know, being space marines, you know, it's a fun power trip too because space marines are like this ridiculously powerful. Yeah, they're just like engineered uh, games. So yeah, uh, that is what the t- the forty k tabletop RPGs are for Fantasy Flight. Um, there's two other ones. There's a uh, Wrath and Glory, um, which is uh, that's made- the new one, right? Yeah, that's one of the newer yeah. ones made by Cubicle Seven. Once they got the license. Um, they got the 40k license after fantasy flight lost it and well they split for reasons and um and then uh then a newer one just came out it's called and that uses like a d6 dice pool system and i i've played it a couple times and i'm not gonna say it's bad like it's and it but it's less crunchy it's not for you it's just not well so like so Basically, the previous games are are, are kind of like very heavily like squad dependent, right? Yeah. So you all have to work together and have to be good at what you do, and can't really afford to go off on your own. No, or, no one man is a hero. Yeah. In, in that. Yeah. In those books. Yeah. Uh, for this, you know, it's very each individual is kind of a hero. Uh, it's very hero hammerish. Like, you, so you're all you're a hero and you're all right. You can kind of do things and you kind of vaguely work together, and. The it's and the power levels of people are kind of weirdly off and just doesn't feel right to you. Yeah, it doesn't feel right to me. I'm not gonna say it's wrong. It just doesn't feel right to me. I don't really like the system, but I'm not here to trash on it. If you like it, that's great. Please play more of it. Um, and then the third system, which is also by Cubicle System, is called uh, Cubicle Seven, is called um, Imperium Maledictum, where they wrote it um, to be also another D percentile system. So they Everyone's been calling it kind of Dark Heresy Light, where it's kind of like Dark the old Dark Heresy games, but less crunchy. Um, so I have yet to play it, so I have no personal um, opinion or experience with it. So whatever, uh, but it sounds great from what I've hear what I've heard. I've just heard that you know, just at this current time, there's not much just because it hasn't been fleshed out yet. Right. So more you to come on. Gotta that. give it time to grow. Um, so the most experience I have was with the original five fantasy flight game RPGs. So yeah. Uh, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of them. I know. And it's a lot to go through. I think I've covered pretty much everything about that, um, about what they are. Yeah. Uh, so how I got into it, uh, to answer the next question, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> is obviously been a 40K fan all my life, uh, as I said. But I was I wasn't, didn't really start playing RPGs until college. Like... I I knew when you people, got rolled into the game club and then yeah, people were like, "Hey, play this RPG." Literally, like I've never had anyone until I met the group. 
I've never played RPGs because no one in my life did. So yeah, that's fair. It's kind of the same for me. And no one really did. You know, I mentioned in the Warhammer 40,000 episode, the first one, I mentioned that episode where uh, the hobby shop I went to go play, no one really played RPGs there. It was all tabletop war games and like, you know, and other board game, you know, tabletop games, no RPGs. So I never was exposed to it until I joined in college when I joined this gaming group. And then, so I, I honestly played this before I played D&D. Cause I, yeah, I gotcha. Because I barely played. I I knew of D D in college, but again, had or in high school, but I never had anyone to play with. Right. And so and it wasn't until this group where I and so I, was, I think Sam had the Dark Heresy books, and we played our first. Or no, he had the only war books, and so our first game was a, this epic only war game, which to my mind is one of my favorite <laughs> memories of playing this game. These games, and then then I was introduced more things like. D&D, obviously, and played in those. Star Wars, Star Edge of the Wars, Empire. And, yeah, yeah. So, and then, yeah, one of the first games was, like, Star Wars Saga Edition with uh, Cal Brinkus. But, um, uh, so, yeah, that's how I kind of got into them. And uh, it's just being exposed to it just because, you know, my college nerd group of yep. friends where we played all these different games all, every every Wednesday, every Thursday. And that was one of the things, too, is we, we had a great experience is because we were there every week we could yeah. do a weekly campaign. It's a lot harder to wrangle adults now. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, you know, we always joke, you know, scheduling is a big bad enemy of any RPG. Yep. So. <laughs> it, it 100% is. Um, but that's why, yeah. Uh, it's like I've been trying to trying to plan and run a the Call of Cthulhu yeah, for about yeah. half a year now. Yeah. Just doesn't work out. Um, oh, and another aspect of these the ultra lethalness of these games is the site so you can be these psychers in this universe and how that works is you know when you roll to do whatever psychic power you want whether it's a psychic attack or you know a buff to your teammates or whatever action you roll and if you fail then you have to roll uh, you have to roll to see if you roll to perils Uh, perils of the warp perils of the warp is across the tabletop when you the gaze war game. into the abyss the abyss yeah. gazes into you and so then if you so then you roll perils and then you roll again and you to see if it if you just take wounds or something if it's very minor or if you roll bar then you roll on the table that you, then this is where stuff where things can go wrong where things can really go wrong uh and so then you roll just a straight d so then you roll another d100 and there is one through a hundred <laughs> And things can happen where you uh, all of a sudden uh, you take on a mutation, uh, and so you, that can, and then you roll a randomized table on that, or you could just a magic poof of light appears and then and blinding people. There's so many examples, but then yeah. when you get later on down the table, you can start to, bigger and bigger, badder, badder things. Yes, happen. and then you could start to summon demons and. Ooh. Oh boy, howdy! I'm glad. I'm sure glad I was summoning a demon. We're trying to infiltrate this <laughs> this warehouse or something. Hey guys, I got some bad news. Um, well, the good news is the guards are dead. <laughs> the bad news. The bad news is we're probably gonna be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that mechanic. Uh, so sanctioned psychers. You can be a sanctioned battlefield psyker in the only war games. Yeah, and those come with uh, uh, safeguards. Uh, to make sure you don't do bad things. And so generally, if you stay within the limit, um, and you always have one of the things is, uh, oh, sorry, another only war component is in the only war games to flesh out, you're not just 10, 5, 4 people. You also have companions. Okay. Except for commissars, ogrens, and uh, stormtroopers. Um, either way, those you, you're just you and sergeants. You're cool enough that you don't need the companions. Yeah. Otherwise, but like, and so that's another aspect is you can do companion talent. So like sniper, like rattlings. If you're a rattling, basically space hobbits, you can have your companion take on an aim action for you. So that way you don't have to spend the time, you know, spend your t- your your actions aiming. So um, there's stuff like that involved. So the sanctioned psyker and the it has those as long as you you can push through on that threshold, um, but then if you start to do that, your companion will mo- automatically kill you because <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're your battlefield watcher. And just so his whole job is to you know, point yes. a gun at you and say, "Don't you do it?" Yes, um, but then you know, and so then you can play uh, 
unsanctioned psyker in the other games or a sanctioned psyker, but you're not part of the Imperial Guard. Right, which means you don't have a man ready to kill you, but which means you could summon those demons. If you want to, your party still might kill you. I don't think you. you're trying to do the demons on purpose. You're not. Like, it was an accident. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, but then it's on the players to be the ones to maybe potentially kill you for their own safety. <laughs> right. Uh, Safer for them to put you down. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so yeah, uh, where was I going with this? Um, oh yeah, so just psychers are bad. Uh, yeah, like we had this one, uh, I could go, keep going on, but we're running really long <laughs> for this episode. So I'll, I'll kind of start to wrap up. But uh, there was one where I was running a game, a Dark Heresy game, and they they took off an Arvis lighter, which is basically like a Space F-150, like a very utilitarian aircraft. So they were riding to their next destination, and all of a sudden they get uh, attacked by uh, uh, rebel rebel forces and their own vehicles, you know, trying to shoot, shoot you down. So, you know, they're, the pilots are dodging, we, the pilots dodging weaving. Uh, they start to bust out weapon, like heavy weapons that they have stowed aboard specifically for this purpose, um, to try and, you know, attack back and do things. And so, uh, our, <laughs> the, the party's resident psyker was like, Hey, I can see the pilots, right? And uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure this sounds familiar in your Star Wars games with Jedi. Oh boy! Uh, it's like, yeah. All right, I'm gonna try to, you know, I'm gonna do this to the pilot. All righty, roll. He failed. All right, roll your perils check. He failed. Okay, well, now bad roll. stuff happens. Roll on the table of bad and stuff. It's like, okay, you know, see, he literally had to roll three 100s in a row to get to this point. So it's statistically a very, very, unlike, very low, a, very low. But like, it does happen. You know, we always joke like uh, these games are like uh, the most failure. You know, the most guaranteed fail eighty five. You know, roll eighty five or under. You, <laughs> you will fail. You it. will fail it a lot for some reason. The statistics lie. <laughs> uh, but so he rolled three hundred roll. Got to this point, uh, and so or no, it was yeah. He rolled he rolled a failure two one hundreds and he rolled a third hundred on the big bad table oh, of things no. what not to do what you. So rules is written in this. If you roll another third hundred, is you summon a big demon. How this works though, and so your body uh, explodes, you die. Like yeah. the psyker dies, you are dead. Your character is dead, and in your place is a, a demon explodes. So if this were, like I did not fudge the dice, uh, but the the demon has to roll a willpower test to manifest, and so luckily for the party. They fail. He failed. He so, failed. So the so, psyker exploded, but the demon didn't come through. Yes. Because if that, w- that would have TP- TPK'd, because yeah. guess where they were? In this little cargo area of this ship. With a very angry demon. <laughs> and the demon would have exploded outward and just wrecked the ship, and they all fall and die. Like, yeah. they're actively flying. <laughs> they're very lucky. Yes. Not the psyker, though. He's not so lucky. No. Uh, so, and then they actually do, like, and r- the rules. Like, if this happens, uh, the the... The um, psyker's body goes to ash, you know, <laughs> burns up into ash and disappears. Basically, like uh, you cannot bring him back, Avenger style. Like I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't feel good. Bloop. Yeah, and yeah, and then he's dead. So that he had to roll a new character. It's like wow, that was almost a TPK. <laughs> we got, we would have just like had to I've end got the a game. Surprise like, for you! Well, <laughs> it's a fresh new character sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh yeah, that's a that's kind of those games in a nutshell. There's and, more of them than I thought there were. Yeah, yeah. There's five big ones, and then they all have their splat books too. Yeah. Um So one, you know, for Dark Heresy 2.0, they did um one focusing on each Ordo. Okay. So you could so it's, so it's three splat uh, splat books. For yeah, and there were yeah. going to be more, but then unfortunately they, they lost license because like Dark Heresy 1.0 has a ton of splat, like a lot, and Road Trader has a lot too, <laughs> a crazy amount. I like I regret a while ago uh, I saw like Pando had them a lot of them like this is a long time ago they had them on like clearance because no one was buying them. Uh-huh. I could have had them all. I was like ah. Oh. Because like well, it's one of those things where another aspect of the books is they're they're they have a ton of great artwork in them. Yeah, and they no. like I said, they expanded the lore too by having all these fleshing out a ton of these different factions and and stuff like that. They did a lot with the setting. Yeah. Um. But that being said, and I segue right into our last segment of how to get into them, is 
you they still sell like cubicle seven has the license for those rpgs too as well so you can get digital copies of all of what like everything in their splat books you can get them on their website or drive through rpg um a lot of times humble bundle will do great yes, great have, sales on bundles all the time. like all a ton of 40k so, so if you don't have them already you can pick them up for pretty wait for a home bundle and pick them up for pretty cheap for yep. what they're for their, um, if you're a hard copy guy, you can. There's enough of them out there where it's not ridiculously priced. If you go to a secondary like Amazon or eBay, they're they're pretty reasonable to be honest. Um, plus, it's kind of a niche thing, so that, yeah. that kind of helps. It's, the demand isn't huge. <laughs> yeah, um, which I still need because I need to flesh out, get my last black book for Only War that, because um, for some reason I didn't buy it, and then you know. Anyways, uh, and so it's very easy to get a hold of. Uh, the rules to yeah. start playing is really just bring it up with your friends and be like, hey, do you want to try this system? Do you guys want to try this RPG? Yeah. Um, or if, you, or if you're already a 40K fan, it's pretty easy to convince someone to play a 40K RPG, as it turns <laughs> out. <laughs> Prime example, me. <laughs> I never played RPGs before, but I was like, oh, I can play as a guardsman? Sure, this yeah, will be, this yeah. will be fun. Horrors, multiple layers of horror later. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> mistakes were made. <laughs> Many mistakes got me to this point. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, very easy to get into, very easy to find the rules still. Um if you're not into, uh, if you don't have a friend group and you'd like to play on uh, like things like uh, Roll20, um, there are fleshed out Roll20 modules for, for it too. You can... Nice and easy. It's very easy to do that. Um, and people make a ton of 40K tokens and stuff for free or a very minor charge. So it's very easy to flesh it out that mm-hmm. way. Um, a lot of maps and stuff. So that's another aspect if you don't want to, if you don't or can't, or can't do it in person, you can certainly do it online. It's very easy to do. There's no real barrier. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much covers Excellent. it. Excellent. I'm trying to think of there's a, I mean, I'm sure I did miss something, but I think you I covered the main answer. all my questions, too. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I, was, I, I guess don't really I, have anything to, to follow up on on this one. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going like, you know, to ask you one final, do you have any more questions? But it sounds like I you do don't. not. All right, well, go ahead and... This uh, I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes to say, play them, play them, play them. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> they're very fun. Once you get past the initial crunchiness and like get... You, once you know how to play. Once you know how to play, to play, you... And once you stream and you kind of know what you're looking for. Because, you know, like I said, there are a lot of talents and traits and skills that you, on top of your normal stats, you know, yeah. they have to and worry about. How those all work together yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so once you kind of get that aspect and each system kind of has their own mini thing going on, um, once you do it a couple of times, then it's like, okay, you know, yeah. you can do it pretty, keep it up quickly and more and more to, to the point where like I require like no thought at this point cause I played so much. Um, but it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and hit them with our socials. Hit them with the socials. Okay. So everything just went to sleep on me. <laughs> there we go. So if you want to write to us, have any comments or suggestions, or you want to say hi, you want to hit us with an, actually, this is not how that works at all. Uh, it turns out that Warhammer 40K is a very happy and fun universe. <laughs> uh, you can write to us at theshinypod at gmail.com. You can also say hello, like, follow, subscribe, smash that like button at Shiny Things Podcast on Facebook, or you can uh, find us at the, the underscore shiny underscore pod on Twitter or X, but it's Twitter. And uh, I think that's about it. That's about it, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's uh let's get out of here. All right. All right, go on and try find, try something new. Find a new hobby.